I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a big Caulfield Cup edition of the Two Units Podcast. 27 degrees and fine in Melbourne this week. It's a good four on the track. It's a firm two in the unit's pants. We are pumped <laughs> for another big week of spring racing. Uh, we've got all of our big segments here, Salty. We've got the flowies, pack your nags. We've got our unit of the week, and we round out the show with our best bets. Mate, thanks for having me back in the Sultan's lair. Uh, beautiful to be here, mate. Firm two here, so one inch between us as well. <laughs> two inches between us, that is. And, uh, geez, we're pumped for a big week in a racing. I love a big handicap. The rest of the card at Caulfield, yeah, found some bets. Found some bets. Had to wait a few races to find a few, but definitely keen for the the handicap feature, the the Caulfield Cup. Made it into the Melbourne Cup as well. We've got the good horses going around. Some overseas horses as well over this year to, to add some flavour. So, big show, mate. They're all overseas horses. I just don't know. It's just whether they started here or like whether they yeah, very their living year started here or whatever. But, hey, plenty to unpack. And if you're on flow meter, I'd be thinking about heading for the queue. It dashed away inside the 200 meter mark. Flow meter goes on to win by nearly five. And here he comes, the fossil. Flow meter, win 20, you little beauty. Flow meter, can he keep these old legs going? What a legend, flow meter. I am with that bloke where every now and then I wouldn't mind some some happy. Oh, yeah. Some happy. We'll bring the happy next week. There's only so Some many. fresh, delicious, meaty goodness. <laughs> There's only so That's many. my hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many uh, things I can fit on this soundboard. So I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, make, okay. sure, I'll make sure All I get right. your six, Sorry, six inches of your foot long on the <laughs> soundboard next week for you. Mate, uh, flowies, gutsy performances, just things we want to celebrate in racing. I'm giving one vote this week uh, to an ultimate guilty pleasure, and I believe they have their place in racing. They cop stick on racing Twitter, left, right, and center. And I speak of horses and sweet Caroline at the races. I think they're great for racing. They're a guilty pleasure. Once you've had a few frothies, you're belting them out. It's I reckon they're here to stay, and they're great, mate. Horses, controversially, mm. doesn't do it for me. I think it's severely overrated. They played it at a wedding I was at the other week and I just couldn't get into it the same as I could any song from Kiss, who are my new favourite band after Grand Final Day. <laughs> Kiss went absolutely off, rock and roll all night, party every day. Don't get me wrong. I, horses Guilty Pleasure love the song, but when it comes to Daryl Braithwaite, I'm a one summer guy all day long. One summer's his number one track. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't even know it now that you say that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that is better than it's horses. A, it's a proper track. Sweet Caroline is funner to sing along to. Yeah, as well. it is. Yeah. But now, so walking out of, oh, I go back a couple of weeks here to the greatest day of my life. Walking out of the MCG, there's <laughs> always a guy um, playing guitar out out front of Richmond is that, Station. Is that Elmo or is that at Marvel? Elmo. Yeah, Elmo plays he, the guitar outside Marvel. No, he you fiddles you kids you at you kindergartens. You tickle him for a footy record. <laughs> you get a footy record <laughs> off him. I always walk, someone walk, we always walk past 
you know, usually just a poor unsuspecting kid that says football <laughs> records and you go, oh, no, nah, I'm actually just going to get one closer to the ground because they work on commission. <laughs> oh, I'll get one up there. Sorry, mate. But anyway, this guy was playing Sweet Caroline and everyone got around and sung it. Sweet Caroline goes off. Anyone when you can get together and go bum, 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 that's good. The Everest shot's fantastic. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Hey, uh, this is a late comer to the, the supper. Um, people often say about someone who sort of thinks that they're high and mighty, that their shit don't stink. But evidently, <laughs> my shit doesn't stink because I've taken a shit. <laughs> you've gone into the bathroom after me and you've said it actually smells good in here. It was extraordinary. <laughs> if anything sums up the salt more, there was some sort of explosive floral Glen 20 operation going on in there. Um, kudos to, to you wherever you buy that stuff. That That's good gear. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's the old... Um, you drop a fart and someone goes off and something smells. Or someone says it smells good in here and you're like, yeah, I just farted. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of blowing and, and wind, there was a little bit that went on at Swan Hill the other day. Cope with tricky conditions out there today. Yeah, it looked very, very, very windy out there. Um, a lot of tits off a of prostitute's that windy out there. <laughs> but uh... You can't be saying that on national television. Well, he did. Jesus. He's issued, Dean Yendall, that is, he's, he's um, issued a formal apology with dot points on how he'll be better. I like characters. Oh, I didn't catch the dot points. Can you mm. recall any uh, off, your, off, off the top of your head? I didn't the, see yeah, it. not really, but there was, a, there was a list of things he's going to do to, to rectify what he did or and, you know, be more professional in the media and stuff like that. And you can get that yeah. side of things, but also don't – if there's a time and a place, it's – Swan Hill on a Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Well, yeah. or probably not 11, but, you know, while all it the kids... It didn't affect him because that was after race one and then he went back to back and rode a double race two. So he was off to an absolute Well, he loves, he loves Swan Hill and yeah. he, he was reading the wind. Yeah. he uh, That's his way of measuring... That's his spinnaker. Mm. And he measured it quite <laughs> quite well. Don't know if it's from experience or whatever, but... He was that low in the saddle on that winner in the first. It was, ex- it was so aerodynamic. Yeah, it was aerodynamic. He was under the horse. He was going on underneath it. Just for saying naughty things, you've got to come to the supper. Yeah, you he, do. He's going to get away with it eventually. Agreed. The goal regulation size are one! Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I've seen no finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'll come! It's packing nags time and I am straight off the top sending the one Mick Sharkey packing here salts. Controversial. Of, I know. He's, you know you're in an RSN when you can do it here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah he's, he's accused me of having a surgically maintained hairline via two units social media during the week after we released um, a, a Quentin Tarantino produced style uh, mm. Melbourne Cup promo. James Cameron. James yeah. Cameron. He's tried to out for me in my opinion because there's many deficiencies about me that you could go and that's fine and I've got a thick skin. Believe I've it. got my own document. Believe it or not, I've Just got a thick case skin. Just have a blow up. And I can wear it. <laughs> but yeah, this is an alpha move when you're coming after my one wood. Like this is what I'm like holding on to as a feature is my hairline as a man in their mid-30s. Yeah. I do remember a couple of years ago we were at school and for six weeks you wore a hat and then you took the hat off <laughs> and there were like little red dots in your forward pockets. <laughs> You're an idiot, mate. And then all of a sudden it's like you had miracle grow there. There is only one umpire rolling around with a yeah, yeah, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the red dot cheers, so mate. How much would it cost you to do the yeah, yeah? Do you know uh, how much that sponsorship was worth? I do, and I won't say it. Okay, out of yeah, fairness, no, fair enough. But, yep. um, 
a hell of a lot more. And <laughs> I no, I don't think you could. I don't think you could put a price on it. I couldn't put a price on it. Mm. It's just yeah. Well, I also if you can get that for free, go for it because you know you know my point of view. Mm. So I got some forward pockets. I'm pretty thick on top, mm. but I got some forward pockets. Mm. But there is they're just, creeping up to the halfback flanks. No, no, they've been at half forward for a number of years now, mate. So you let me have it's this. The hardest position to play. <laughs> It is. Yeah. yeah. got to work up and back pretty hard. Yeah. I'm not going to half back, mate. That's cheapies. Unless you nick Dacos and you work hard for them. But, mate, with he- so girls can get their Botox, they can get their lips done, they can put their makeup on, they can get their hair extensions. No worries. A bloke has some forward pockets and they get something done about it. Mm. And there's all of a sudden there's an elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. You're it's ca- a disgrace. You're carrying top weight in the vein stakes because that's all, <laughs> like if you're doing that as a bloke. It's just, oh, I agree. It's double standards. Yeah, mate. double standards. That's I think on. you should be able to do it. Botox for the boys. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I was thinking your forehead was looking a bit smooth. <laughs> it looks like smooth. a whiteboard. It's looking pretty smooth. Um, hey, there's something that goes on, that's gone on a lot uh, recently. I'll get there eventually. Mm. So, Solcom is full of football owners. Yep. I can tell you something categorically. I don't give an absolute flying <laughs> stuff <laughs> if a footballer owns a horse. I couldn't care less. I'd rather hear about Barb that's 82 that lives in Druin that bakes scones for all her neighbours that owns a horse than I do about a footballer because I know relative to their wage, Barb has tipped more in. So you're more likely as a footballer to have a good horse because you got more money and you can splash it around a bit more. I absolutely love this call. I'm I'm going to differentiate the two different types though. So I reckon there's some players that are racing sick. Like mm. I, I think of guys like that even listen to shit like Luke Bruce, Dylan Moore, the Gunstons of the world. Yeah. They are racing sick. They love it. They're gurus. They follow it year round. But the ones that get rolled out in the spring carnival ambassadors, those types of roles. So like, unless you're having a bet in a benchmark 58 at Maui on a Thursday, you don't get, you shouldn't get those jobs. Well, there's a few things that I think should categorize you as an ambassador. Mm. So if I backtrack a little bit, my, my point is that all the stories about that footballers own this horse and, and it, we follow the whole horse through the spring, through the eyes of the footballer in the media, couldn't give a stuff, don't care less, only care about the horse. Mm-hmm. Had enough of it. So bets at in a benchmark fifty eight Maui on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has the, so these are some categories you need to tick off before you're an ambassador. It's a, it's a rubric. Yeah, it's a rubric. Yep. Been kneed in the head at Zagami's <laughs> after a Caulfield Cup. Yep. Well, basically, I, that's me. So I should be an ambassador. I got flying kneed in the head. Took it like a champ. Sent the guy back and after, don't worry about that, after I went and got all my mates. <laughs> what about, I reckon, unless you've told, unless you've been to like the Hillsville picnics and told an on-course bookmaker that you're taking their kids out of school after having a $20 bet on a four-to-one <laughs> shot, I reckon that's got to be in there as well. This is essentially becoming a list of why we should be ambassadors. <laughs> um, this is also something that, you were quite guilty of at Caulfield on Saturday. Not sure if you remember. So I don't know where this is going. <laughs> telling your mates you accidentally double staked pretty much every winner you had 
but it just happened that you d- accidentally didn't double stake any of your losers. <laughs> oh, I probably did. And this, <laughs> I, I hit some real mug areas on Saturday through yeah. <laughs> through only my own fault, to be fair. Mm. But um, it worked out for it did work out for the better. I have been on. Put my hand up. I've been on the end of the wrong end of a mugging as well. So. <laughs> Got to, yeah, you've got to be responsible both ways. And you've got to have driven to Coroa for a benchmark 58. <sighs> Absolutely. You, if you want to be a Caulfield Cup ambassador, you've got to go to the real bid track that starts with C, and that's Coroa. That has to be on your CV. Good, so, good call. So essentially, we'll be ambassadors for any race day. Don't even care where it is. That That's not even where this direction was headed mm. to start with, but after we've just <laughs> come up with a bit of a list, we've realised that it's about... It's about bloody damn time. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Moving on to the next part. Um, the gold trip saga of this entire week. Of oh, I'm fed up. There was a bit of football media about it, wasn't there? There was so much football media because I was like, "Geez, we're finally seeing the back end of trade radio, and we've finally got we've finally got <laughs> rid of that, and now we've got gold trip radio. Um, Twitter algorithms have got rid of trade stuff. Now it's just replacing it with gold trip news and. There's a bit of racing media, footy media creeping together, and there's a little bit of this about it. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. There's been a little bit of that about it this week, Salts. And uh, look, Gold Trip is going to the Caulfield Cup. If you're right, you're right. Um, but there's track we condition- still don't know. There's track conditions involved in this now. Great weather, good three. You might be scratched on the day. It's a complete saga, and I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, they should probably just say what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us what's going to happen because we still don't know if he's going to run his four dollars eighty. Oh no! Come and, on, man. And the stable have the first emergency to United Nations. Oh, so okay. It's, it's an absolute stitch. I did. I did have a laugh. We we're on air Sunday. Had a laugh about it. We crossed the Trav Noonan. For breaking news, and the breaking news was oh, there's no news on right. Gold Trip. That was meant to yeah. be my that was meant to be my pack, you know, because I forgot that to clip it up funny. as well. That was Ex- quite funny. Exclusive, exclusive, so good. Hey, also, just quickly, um, so you're a professional athlete. Mm. You're a professional athlete. You know, all athletes have to have their off season, but it's come across my desk that after is it Mojave, 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 Mojave Desert. Desert. After he won the first. At Caulfield, you got a little bit up and about and you thought, you know what? I might be a professional athlete, but I'm smart and I'm good. I back my Harvard Desert. I'm going to walk down the street, get a bar and me. And I, I've got some exclusive vision of you walking down the street, eating a bar and me and dropping the gravy on your T-shirt and just wiping it up with a bit of lettuce. Is this is this true? Is this for fact? For, did you have I, a barn me after Mojave Desert one yesterday? I one hundred percent did. Where's that mail come uh, from? Uh, I can't reveal my sources, mate. Oh. But it's come across my desk that even pro athletes, they've got to be sneaky every now and then on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. It was a grilled. It was a grilled chicken. You're um, all about the macros, it was, and you, oh, it was, it was it? Grilled, grilled chicken. chicken. Yeah, hold the roast. Hold That's, the roast. Pork. You don't get the pork crackle, do you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had like a big bit of like sort of coriander or something fall out. Yeah, and then you I had to threw it in the bin. Mate, yeah. you've got eyes everywhere. <laughs> oh, God, this is you don't like coriander? Uh, no, it's the devil's hood. <laughs> when they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. 
Feel the excitement. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salts Specs time, Caulfield Cup edition. Plenty to preview from Caulfield on the weekend. The weather's going to be outstanding all week, Sultan. Uh, 27 and fine today in Melbourne, being a Thursday. Track will be good for rails three, probably progresses to a up sorry, tracks a good four, probably progresses to a three. It's it's that good. What's the wind doing? Yeah, the wind is a, a little tricky. The Sunday wind forecast is it's gonna get fresh sort of around three o'clock west southwest. So that's you know, mostly west, where where it is, where you get off the fence, and we saw that a bit early in the card at Caulfield mm. on the Saturday just gone, Guineas Day, where they were off the fence a little bit. Rail was out Wednesday, back to the three meters was true Guineas Day. I do expect that they'll get off the fence um, throughout the day, potentially even from race one, depending on what that wind's doing. Yeah, well, we'll kick off in race one, which is a pretty good place to start, and the units. Or you, but I'm taking your spot this week has become human race ones. Electric impulse into McTubert. Yeah, I know. No, I looked, I thought, geez, everyone wants it, but yeah. couldn't find one. I found us another one here at a big price in race one, a three-year-old <laughs> cuts and yearlings race, 1,400 metres. I'm siding with the favourite Brave Mead in this race, Salty, 2 bucks sixty on Top Sport. Uh, I was, I really liked him. It was my two-units bet best bet last start at the Valley and uh, he disappointed, but he was a bit slow out. He settled, uh, he settled back. There's been better runs in transit. There has, he had excuses. He had to, he had to sort of sink back and it was advantageous to be on speed yeah. that night. It was a firm, yep. fast deck and he still got home fastest last 600 meters of the race against the pattern. Okay. I thought the run was chock full of merit. He'll get a soft run this week from down low and I just think be very hard to beat when you're looking at him at around 260 like the instructor just got 1400 um, last start at Sandown which was good Kandinsky abstract if that horse didn't have a three million dollar price tag on its name I I can't believe it's so overrated it's continuing to run around at like pretty much single figure odds it's extraordinary stuff so Mm. uh, I I just think he's really really well placed here in the right stable Maren Eustace I'm going to be siding with him this is the Lamaro's Hotel Plate. You've been to Lamaro's, South Melbourne? I haven't. It's a good establishment. Yeah. It's a good establishment. If someone there is tuning in, uh, I know Felix Von Hoff mm. was there after the races Wednesday just gone Okay, as well. So it's a place where <laughs> happening operators can get there. So yeah, okay. yeah, maybe it could be a little bit of sponsor opportunity for us anyway. They, they've got enough money to sponsor the first at Caulfield on Caulfield Cup Day. They could give us a sling. If footy insults might go down with Felix and hand out a few roses at Lamaro's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> no, you reckon? Uh, race number two, mate. It's the Group Three Caulfield Guineas Classic. Um, I don't actually have a bet there. I was just reading the race, so we'll go to race number four now, which it's is the Gothic Stakes. Hosting. Yeah, it is. I was in the wrong sheet. I was like, what the fudge? I was actually reading. Yeah. I was reading a run sheet. Don't let everyone know that you're dedicated to the run sheet because you got a bit of Ron Burgundy about you. Yeah. I could write anything on the run sheet and you'd read it. So race four Gothic Stakes. <laughs> uh, three-year-old listed race set weights and penalties 1200 meters mate you've there's one that's pretty well placed second up here that you're pretty keen on yeah I like facile down from sydney and he's a horse for the ryan stable that has always showed some ability it took him until start number five to break his maiden and he actually broke his maiden in a benchmark 68 at Warwick Farm, where he went around a dollar forty, because early in his career he'd been going around in, in group races. He had form last preparation around learning to fl- uh, fly when she was airborne, 
as well. But it's what he did first up going straight to 1,100 metres that really impressed me because he only had one trial. So off one trial, he's run really fast time. So he went five lengths inside the class average Mm. to the 600. Overall race was 7.2 lengths inside the class average. Gap third, and this is the one for me. So runner-up Jolie Star has then since been runner-up to Arctic Lama, who's favourite for a 1,000 guineas. Mm. Good horse, best bet of the uh, the weekend across the whole Australia last week, if you don't mind. And that horse was going 11 to 1,400 metres, Jolie Star. So he's beaten a good one. Now he comes down 1,200 metres, run under his belt. It looked like he went around $1.40 there off just one jump out, like he'd still got improvement to come. So if he takes that improvement, yes, there's a lot of speed on paper here, mm. but it's drawn outside him as well. I do think he can find the fence or 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 settle outside the leader, and if that's the case, he's going to be hard to beat. I like him. Fresh blood on the scene. Damien Lane in the saddle. Yeah, I liked this race. I had it as a pinned as a race in two. I didn't know what to make of the current race favourite, Dark Halo. So you're mm-hmm. you're tipping Fasol on top at 3.20. Dark Halo's currently 3.10 in the market. That debut run looked pretty effortless. And I know this is different gravy here, a bit more of a pressure test, but mm. you just don't know how progressive some of these things can be in the mass table. Yeah, it was effortless. That He's the one that could get caught out. Um, Why? There is some speed... Underneath, I wanted to see a tiny bit more on the clock out of his debut win at Wyong, but it was soft. And the third horse there, Keenan, bolted in yesterday mm. at Warwick Farm too. So a little bit of frankage there, and, and he put four lengths on Keenan. Footy Franks, footy Franks, footy Franks. Mm. Race number five, Salts, 1,000 guineas prelude for the three-year-old fillies. Run under set weights plus penalties, 1,400 metres. We're sort of going head-to-head here. I'm sticking with one that I've been pretty sort of bullish about since her debut, and you're siding with one that comes across the border from South Australia for the Gluis Yard. Yeah, I like lovely looking number 12, and she's very progressive. She's won her last two races over 1,050 metres, and then she got to 1,250 metres last start. She led them up at a really slow tempo, but her last 600 metres was 10 lengths inside the benchmark. It was the second fastest close of the day. But on replay, it's hands and heels riding, very soft. She had more to give. 1,400 metres, no issue. She would blend in as well. Just She's got some tactical speed, so hopefully she, she can just blend in the running line off the pace or, or midfield, no issue there. And I was pretty keen when, when doing the review out of the Saturday that she raced at a couple of meets back that, that I'd said in, in the review and, and popping her in the black book that, that this filly will be coming over to Victoria and can measure up in, in some lower level group or listed races and that's exactly what she finds here in the guineas pro yeah love it she's uh looking at five bucks it's pretty open field you yeah, got three is, five dollar yeah. favorites cool cool volante who burst through the field last start at the valley lovely looking at five bucks inhibitions as well at five bucks that comes through the same race as that maroni horse i mentioned at the top mm. i'm siding with the moody coleman runner here moesha one by three play she went up some 13 bucks so it's sort of 12 bucks now top sport I, I think she's got some ability two back went to hamilton that was the cheap kill run um marked her as one to follow out of that race and then she went to this um she went to 
Sandown on Sandown Stakes Day. And she was just a really good thing lit. She was blocked for runs everywhere she went. She was savaging. She was about to savage the line, blocked again. I, I was confident she won that race if she gets out. And if she did, she wouldn't be 12, 13 bucks in a race like this today. So I reckon Moesha's a really good one by three play. She'll get back and, and run on, um, but a really nice price. So keen to play race five. Yeah, and if you're confident that she was going to win that race, then that means she would have run past Karina and Petrana, who was beaten by Vivier at Seymour the start prior. So there's a few that tie in together in that race. Open race, but uh, both of us keen to play. Yeah, let's head to race seven now, mate. It's the Group 2 Mares race. The Tristark Stakes set weights plus penalties, 1,400 metres. You're going to go a little two-bet play, you're going to get some New Zealand Neanderthal-inspired stuff in mm. there as well, um, and also a little bit of value from a mare that's been racing really well, and I've got a little play too. We've got three horses to chat about here. Well, I just thought, and, and four when we discussed the favourite, because I just thought same Majik, first go 1,400 metres. Look, she was good last start, form around her good star patrol, Benedetta, and she's off a long spell, was five weeks last start, but I'm happy to take her on first go 1,400. I, I think the thing that I can only put in her favour because, geez, I looked into her because I was with her last start down the straight, wallop start, she got walloped by Star Patrol. Mm. The only thing I could make a case for her is this 1,400-metre race is going to be slowly run. Yep. So she's going to get every chance to get that 1,400 metres if you're querying yeah, the distance. Yeah. That, that point that you make is why I've landed on these couple of horses as well. So firstly, the two from New Zealand, skew if. Uh, another, it's a great saying when something's just not quite lining up. It's just a little bit skew if. Yeah. I like skew if and I, I like road to Arataki. So skew if, have a go at these form lines. Skew if last up when the group won Tarzino over 1,400 metres in New Zealand, beat Dragon Leap, beat Legato, who was the run of the race, went huge. But mm. we're talking good horses. In behind them, call sign Mav, a number of other group one performed horses that have raced in Australia. So good form line. Now she's come over to Australia. She's won a Cranbourne jump out from the front very sweetly. And and you have a look at the stable. Like look at what Imperatory has come over basing itself in Cranbourne. Oh. It, horses can just grow another leg. Like look at um I wish I win once he come over. Oh, and if you want to talk futures markets, Legato's four bucks fifty in a golden eagle. Yeah. So like it's, it's beaten some good it's horses. Some serious and, form lines. And now here it is at set weights and penalties in a group two. Mm. So the horse will go forward as well, whether it leads or, or whatever it does. I, I think it probably leads. And with no tempo on paper, the way it jumped out, I'll have some of that. I'll be bossing in the saddle. And, and the other one is Rotarataki. So I loved her first up at Caulfield, fastest last 400 metres of the day. That's her only goal at Caulfield, so we know she handles it. Just too bad to be true second up, but I thought she was run to the race last start at Flemington. She sat three wide, no cover on a strong tempo and still ran the second fastest last 200 metres of the race. So the two and the five, I'll be backing to to beat the favourite. Yeah, and we're looking at Skewiff's been backed into $4.80 and wrote to Arataki's five fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna both, s- both well supported. I'm going to side with number seven, Waltz on by at six fifty, And look, she's one of mine. I, I love the way that she finished off last start in the Rose of Kingston. She ran the fastest last 200 metres of that race. She got home for fourth behind Life Lessons, Princess Grace. This is what I like about a profile. Last time she was third up, she won the listed ben- Bendy Go Guineas. Ten bucks, thanks for coming. Mm. Um, and she ran a new Good peak. Ride. Yeah, she ran a new peak figure that day. 
She's run up to that figure last start in her second up run, and I'm expecting her to take improvement again third up. So yep. I really like that profile. I reckon she's about to peak, um, run another peak figure. I like that she's drawn softer here. D-Lane Sticks, who's just absolutely airborne at the moment. Um, yeah, can be more positive from the Two-hour 55 marathon. Two-hour 55. Got me beat by 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty keen on her $6.50 in the, in the Tristark, mate. So you're more factoring in that her profile that she improves set up because it, I'm watching the replay of last start and I'm seeing Rotarataki three wide, no cover, waltz on by, having her back in the run and still couldn't go past her. Mm. But you just think, Another run under the belt. She's a profile horse. Third up, she'll peak. Yeah, definitely. And what's this? Is this right to Arataki's fifth run now? Third at fourteen hundred in a row, I think. So, um, fourth, fourth up, yep. fourth up. Yeah, yep. third run at fourteen hundred meters. Yep. Yeah, I just think there's a bit more room for improvement with the softer draw. So that's why I'm siding. Yeah. Let's move on to what are we up? I think we're up to the feature here, mate. Yeah, we are, mate. Oh, race nine, the Group One Caulfield Cup. It is. It's a fantastic field. Obviously, Durston won last year. 18 bucks carrying 51 and a half from the likes of Gold Trip, Knight's Order stuck on for third. This is a real ex-Europeans versus current Europeans type field salt. So mm. looking through the market, out of the top 12 runners in the market, 11 of them started their careers as European stayers or are European stayers visiting here. Montefilia, the exception at $14. So when they sort of say their stayers are better than ours, well, you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. We've spoken about the Gold Trip Saga all week in uh, in Pack Your Nags. It's a fascinating race. I think you and I might have landed on the same horse here. I'm, I'm really fascinated by some of these imports first up, how they go. It looks like it could be brutally run too from a speed perspective. Yeah, you know what I love about the configuration of this race is that you spoke of the fact that it's Europeans that have been here and Europeans that have come here. Mm -hmm. So it's not like other races in the past where you're sort of guessing how's a European going to come over? Is it just going to be better than all of our horses? Well, most of the horses in the market, we've seen them run in Australia and they're Europeans. Mm. So my angle that I'm taking is I'm just binning anything that's coming over and having its first start here because you have a look at horses like without a fight, been here for for a while one race is here clearly gold trip even west wind blows had the run in australia now mm. as well so solcombe had the prep in australia so there's horses that are really good winning chances coming through the main lead-ups like the turnbull that are actually overseas stayers yeah who were better than our horses but we've been able to see them we've been able to marry up their form with other horses in australia and it just makes the picture around them mm -hmm. a little bit clearer and that's why i I'm really keen to side with the Turnbull foreman, and so are you as well. Yeah, West Wind blows. Oh, I've got on top here, and look, I think Salty's Black Book footies follows whatever you subscribe to. Both both got they're both breaking the internet. <laughs> both got absolutely stamped in global and trending documents and reels. <laughs> um, look, the Caulfield. Um, Cup dress rehearsal was the Turnbull Stakes, and mm. it's just absolutely exceptional. Three wide, punched the breeze, fast tempo, was able to stick on for second. It's a completely different setup now out to 2,400 metres, draws barrier two here, maps for a much softer run. Um, just 
will take an enormous amount of fitness from that run. Jamie Spencer's flying out again today to ride him. I'm not sure if I'm marking that as a positive or not. I'm going to be a neutral on that because he hasn't had the greatest Australian form in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he clearly knows the horse. And he's not coming out here to um, head to kittens after the cup or anything. So he's... Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I've got him on top. Um, I'm also going to make um, Valiant King a small play as well in our pissing contest salts. So I'm going okay. to be backing West Wind Blows $80 to win. I'm going to have $20 to win Valiant King. He's lightly raced, has form around the Melbourne Cup favourite, Vauban, as well, over the distance. Yep. He's likely going to settle midfield defence, Jay Carr in the saddle. I just think he's an enormous price, Valiant King. So, um, And look, I'm not professing to be a European expert. I'm just going old school, tying some form, looking at the figures that he's run over there. And if they stack up and he can produce them here, then he's a pretty bloody good chance and a pretty bloody big price. Yeah, I saw that. You know, he's only won one race, but he is lightly race. So that's why he gets a nice lightweight and and that Vauban form very good if he's what they expect he is. I might just say too, I I sort of said all the top Europeans, I did actually miss break up there, who's the Japanese stayer yep. that's trying to follow in the footsteps yep. of murder class and i got in touch with the krebs cycle you know is our japanese correspondent here at the, cycle, yeah. at the two units podcast mm-hmm. and i sort of said to him i was like is this thing just a genuine b grader or what and he said yes a, a rung below but peak figures at three thousand. so look out yeah so and valiant king for qatar racing limited so one for the little guys there as well but <laughs> i agree with you in terms of west wind blows i thought it was a running race in the turnbull mm. the gold trip good perform or Brilliant performance, in fact. But it was you're talking about the A1 race shape for a back marker. So for a horse that worked wide early, sat outside the lead fast tempo and still fought back, I thought he was holding Solcom on the line mm. despite having a harder run. So if that hasn't busted him, gets a bit of cover, I think it'd be hard to beat. And I'm going to have 50 bucks to win West Wind Blows. I love it. Um, happy with the chat. Any any other runners that you want to address out of the cup? I'm pretty happy with that chat, mate. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So we've given Group 1s far less time than that in our career on the uh, two. Yeah, we certainly runners, have. So. Yeah, it's a it's a good, intriguing edition of the Caulfield Cup, one that I'm, I'm excited to watch play out. Mm. Let's head to race 10, the listed Alingi Stakes. It's for the Phillies and Mares, 1,100 metres. There's one here that I want to just have a small each way bet on and it's lem picker who's gone up some 20 bucks okay now i just think she's an absurd price to round out the day um she's in career best form last start at mornington um she made up a stack of ground showed great acceleration to win uh oracle sun was in that race has somewhat added substance ran well at caulfield yesterday in a tougher race um ran third she maps to get a really nice run behind the speed here. Blake McDougall is three from three on her. Clearly has a great relationship with the horse. I just think it's a, it's the wrong price. I just I just don't understand why she's twenty bucks, mate. Yeah, maybe eleven hundred meters more. But you know, the, that question mark was around Vivian, and they they can take the step up. I I thought Vivian. I thought it was the smartest punter in the world when she dropped back from a Saturday to a Wednesday six back. And won at Sandown, and I thought, oh, okay, well, I've got the cash on her. She's not going to keep winning. She's won five in a row since, six in a row top. She's absolutely airborne. I know. And if you're going to roll out the old adage, a mare in form, well, mm. I get Vivian is, but yeah. t- tell me Lempicker isn't. Well, something's got to come, you know, it, if that happens to win and, and hold its form, something comes second or third and you get, get some nice place price anyway, yeah, worst case scenario, plus, really. Plus four bucks, yeah. geez, any day. Giddy up. Yeah, hey, quickly over at Morfitt Field, you haven't done the card over there yet, mate. No, I actually have. I looked through, I've spent 
plenty of time looking through trying to find a bet, and I didn't particularly like it, but you're going to pick up the slack race number five. It's a benchmark 84 over 1,100 metres, and you're looking for a bit of a thriller from Manila. <laughs> yeah, the, dish, dish. the thriller from Manila that's called Anilla that's in at Maui on Friday, but hopefully comes to Morphville. $65,000 race here looks easier than the $50,000 assignment that it's nommed for on Friday against the likes of Etienne. Yeah, good race at the last at Maui. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's cup day. It's mm. where you get your moccasins on and head down there <laughs> and have a little Woodstock and get in some sort of domestic, <laughs> I don't oh, know. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, well placed here. One, two back at Sandown, edged out Baldinho and El Cordobes. Before tackling the straight, Flemington stuck on well for third. Stubby draws four here. Maps to get a lovely card into the race from barrier four behind key speed influence struck by the flashy grey. Uh, has position in run over the market danger, Karakasu, who I've officially tipped out. He used to be one of mine, no longer. Anilla 310 in Race number five. I think I might just do, might just do the old rope a dope as well. <laughs> I reckon just struck by it, just followed everywhere it goes. <laughs> I love it. Unit. Unit of the week time, and we've got Dino Heave Ho. G'day fellas, uh, thanks for the prestigious honour of uh, being the unit of the week this week. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm uh, going to start off the day with the winner in the very first uh, at Ramwick with the unraised horses. What could go wrong there? Tommy Berry in the first on a Saturday is always a moral. He's back to his best after his uh, well-rested 12-month stint. Uh, I like him aboard agenda setter for the Hawks team. Cost the owners a pretty arm and a penny uh, to get there. And I think it's going to definitely get the chocolates uh, first day to set us up very well. The only danger in the race is Gay's horse. But uh, when Brett Preble's on board for Gay, I'm not worried. It's only when Timmy Clark's riding the Gay runners that I get scared. So I think uh, Tommy's going to get us off to a great start in the first at uh, Ramwick. And uh, speak to you guys then next week to give you another winner. Cheers, boys. I think Dino could be a, uh, a Cups ambassador as well with language like that. Like a particular jockey in the first is a moral, definitely going to win. Pot and jockeys, I reckon he could line up to definitely be an ambassador. Yeah, I've got him. I think he's down at Maui actually tomorrow as the Maui Cup ambassador. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agenda setter currently four bucks. We'll we'll have some of that. I'll better get on for um, for Hevo Dino. Uh, Time for two units now, best bets from around Australia. And Salts, did we just become best friends? I think we did. (laughs) We've landed on the same best bet. This is extraordinary stuff. Do you want to talk about our best bet? Yeah, race six at Caulfield, the McCafe Sprint. We don't have Terry Bailey here to ask me my Macca's order (laughs) as well. (laughs) How are these cheeky sponsors? Like I've noticed on a few of these, it's it's historically the Caulfield Sprint. And because they have the name Caulfield in there, they just remove it and put McCafe in there. It's an absolute billboard. And if you want to do that, nick at twounits.com.au. <laughs> we will be your NASCAR. Well, we both like one down in the weights here in Spacewalk, the six. And I just loved what he did first up at Warwick Farm. Now, he went around a short price favourite in, in a benchmark 100 that wasn't overly strong. But they went out slow. He was home 10 lengths inside benchmark. Clear, fastest close of the day with 56 kilos. Small field here, but there is plenty of early speed. He'll stalk it. Lofty Strike's a group one horse. Lofty Strike is a better horse than Spacewalk. Mm. But six kilos and a thousand meters, he's more suited at a thousand meters Spacewalk mm. with a lightweight as well, where he can just stalk that speed. Whereas Lofty Strike, he'll get back, even though they're, they'll both get back because there's tempos fast. Lofty Strike will still probably have to give Spacewalk one or two lengths. 
and over a distance short of his best with a, a bigger weight, I think Spacewalk can be too good. I agree. I think Lofty Strike gets run off his feet. Wrong price. He's priced on class, not set up. Because 1,000 metres, it's his first go at it. You know he's going yeah, to be eating into the margin late. Mm. But, yeah, I'm making Lofty Strike a bit of a lay there, mate. And I'm coming with you on Spacewalk. Best bet of the day. Heard Sam Friedman on Melbourne Radio RSN this morning as well talking about Midwest and just how um, he had a he was a bit flat with Wiramu Pins ride last start at Caulfield over eleven hundred reckons was a bit cute horse without a turn of foot needs to send straight to the front real sort of chippies my bold boy areas just send it cross them f them so um, that's the plan with Midwest which will ensure there's a pretty solid tempo set up up top yeah Daniel Moore rode a couple back he takes back over from Wiramu Pin I will say it is the best of the weekend but I'm I'm not as bullish around like strong players as I was last week you yep. know this this is the best of the day at Caulfield highest expected winning chance but you know there, there were better bets last weekend on the card that, that presented themselves but he's still worth a bet based on his setup as well but nothing over the top but hopefully he gets the chocolates I agree mate hey are you heading to the races this week or not because we gave fake news to the listeners last week and then the units ended up on course yeah, it was good actually we we gave the bum steer and then people heard it and thought, we got to get these guys on board. And I tell you what, it was good fun there in the marquees. <laughs> Some- it, it damaged my brand having a walk through general admission <laughs> to get to the marquees. Someone called me out, out outside the ticket booth last week saying, you said you weren't coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I changed my mind. Is that all right? Uh, all the best units on the weekend, uh, wherever you're going, wherever you're watching the races, good luck. And we'll be back in your ears next week. Have a good one. Live your standing on your own. Oh.